Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. How do we pursue a spouse uh, or if we're married, our spouse in every season of marriage? How do we do that? Right. How, how do we pursue uh, uh, our spouse? Now, now, women, let me just say this. Women, let me just say this. And I said this last week. This is for my single women. You are not to pursue. The Bible tells us very clear. A man that finds a wife. And the only way a man can find a wife is is if he is pursuing, if he is looking. You are not to pursue, but you are to prepare. Amen. He needs to, if he's out there pursuing and he's out there looking and he's got his tools and he's got his stuff and he's hunting for his mate, you need to at least be prepared. Okay. And so, but, but husbands, how do we continue to pursue our wives even when it don't look good? Even when, 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 when you are really upset, you guys are not on the same page. Everything the kids do is aggravating. When, when, when you guys just are not agreeing, how do we still pursue our wives in a godly way? And, and, and today I really want to unpack that because I think that if we go back to these, uh, 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 these here original, traditional, the formal things that God gave us, I think that our divorce rate in the church, number one, will go way down. And it starts with a constant pursuing of our spouses. Listen, listen, the first thing I want to tell you that is while you pursue, this is your first note, while you pursue, if you are single, I want you to get this, while you are in pursuit, you will have a season of preparation. While you are in pursuit, you will have a season of preparation. Song of Solomon 2, 11 and 12 says this. Look, the winter is past and the rains are over and gone. The flowers are springing up. The season of singing birds has come and the cooing of the turtle doves fills the air. Winter, in case you don't know, is the season of preparation. Everything stops in the winter, right? Our grass turns a different color. The trees, we don't we, we see the leaves have already fallen off, so they're not growing. But what we don't see is that underneath the ground in the winter month, the roots of a tree are storing up all of the nutrients they need so that when the spring comes, they are strong and ready to sprout up again. Even in the winter, the tree is growing stronger. And, and, and here's what I want to tell you, single folk who, who, who are in this season. You are in a winter season. And for some of us, the season has been long. And, and there's a reason why. Because God is developing in you that your roots would be stronger. He wants your roots to be stronger. He wants your roots to, gra- to gain the necessary nutrients so that you can deal with the turbulence of marriage when it comes. 
I just want to tell you that, 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 that what you see on TV with this married couple and they bump, bump, bust through the door, honey, I love you, honey, I love you, and the romance novels you've read, no, 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 that's not marriage. Marriage is work. It has seasons of great joy and seasons of great challenges. And if your roots are not deep enough in the preparation phase, you could very well fall. And not withstand the turbulence that comes with marriage. So, so, so in this winter month, a lot of us get anxious, right? A lot of people uh, uh, in this month, we want to skip the preparation part and go right to spring where everything is blossoming. We want to skip all of that. We want to go right into the season where, where oh, man, the flowers are blooming and, and, and everything is good and it's wonderful. But we want to skip preparation. Do you know why we like to skip preparation? Because preparation It's not easy. Preparation requires patience. It it, it requires endurance. Preparation could be longer than you anticipated. Preparation requires stretching and molding and shaping and pruning and cutting. And it, it requires you to be in a situation that may not be ideal for where you are right now. But you've got to stay in the process of the preparation. So if you're single, I just want to let you know right now, there will be a season of preparation. God may have you in this season to watch this, to, 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 to heal from some past hurts. He may have you in the winter season for a long time to, to, to deal with your perspective or your perception of what marriage ought to be. I, I remember in my single times meeting women that were possible great prospects, so I thought, and, 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 and everything that happened in our relationship, they held me at fault for what the other man did. I'm not talking to myself in this room today. Uh, uh, you've been in relationships where everything that happened uh, was determined because of what somebody else did. I, I, I don't want to open up to you because I've been hurt before. I, at least give me a chance to know your heart. I may not be the one to hurt you, but because you've got such a shield up, and I understand, and I apologize for that fool that didn't appreciate your value, didn't appreciate your worth, but I am not him. Same thing with women. I am not that girl that broke your heart. I am not your baby mama. I am not any of those things. Listen, give me a chance. Don't put such a shield up. And maybe God has you in this season, this winter of preparation to get all of that stuff out of you so that when the right person comes, you don't have anything holding you back. There are no walls for that person to have to climb up to get into your heart. There are no walls that have to be torn down for that person to get into your heart. You are ready. You are prepared. So here's what I'll say. Embrace this season. Embrace the season of preparation. It is for your good. It, it, it is for you. It is for you to grow deeper, for you to be stronger, so that, so that when you build up all of this, this stamina, all of this endurance, so when you build up and you do get married, the minute turbulence hits your marriage, you're able to withstand it because you all have prepared. Amen. Embrace the season of preparation. Em- embrace 
the season of preparation. And this is what I want to tell you. When I was in my season of preparation after I became a Christian and I was single, one of the greatest books I read, it really literally changed my whole perspective on dating is a book by Dr. Henry Cloud. You may have heard of it. It's called Boundaries in Dating. I read that book. I did the workbook, and I, it changed me. It worked. It, it was perfect. And I said, this is how I'm going to be. So, so if you're single, I highly recommend that. Do the workbook. Get the whole thing. I, I promise you it will bless your, your life. And, and so as I was going through this season, I read this. And so when I met Erica, it was very easy for me to, to kind of set the tone of how I wanted our relationship to be. I met her. I said, hey, I'm abstinent. I'm not interested in that. I don't want us to be in private uh, quarters together because that is very tempting for us. And, and so I had to work through that, that situation. That was my, my season of preparation. And reading this book, it helped me. Erica's season of preparation was this woman was extremely successful. Erica, when I met Erica, she owned a condo. She, she, she worked for a major law firm. I mean, she was very successful. She had bust her butt as a woman, a single woman, to, to, to make it up this, climb up this corporate ladder. And all of a sudden, marriage meant I've got to submit under somebody else's authority. If he said, and she was loving the church she was at. She was involved. She was serving there. She loved that church. But marriage meant she would have to go where her husband said go. That's not Broderick. That's the Bible. Marriage meant that, that even if you make more than your husband, he is the head of the household. He determines what comes in and how it goes out. That meant submitting to, to, to her husband. And in that season, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. But we, we, we realized that... Uh, it had to be God to get us through that season, amen, because uh, that was her season of preparation. Here's a, here's a second thing. This is something you might have too. You may have a season of infatuation. You may have a season of infatuation. So first of all, you will have a season of preparation. God will make sure that you are getting prepared. But you may have a season of infatuation. Song of Solomon 2 Verses 8 through 9 says, oh, I hear my lover coming. He is leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is a swift, is like a swift gazelle or a young stag. Y'all been there before. Oh, I met the girl. Let me tell you about this guy I met at the supermarket. Girl, he, I mean, he looked good. He's very handsome. He, he, you know, he's got pretty white teeth. I mean, he's got it going on and, and he, he's wonderful. And we're going out on a date on Friday. And you go on a date and your friends are waiting by the phone, waiting for y'all. They're like, the date should have been over. It's 10 o'clock. So-and-so ain't called me. I need to know the details. 10-01 call. Girl, what took you so long? Oh, we decided to go to the park and he was so wonderful. He opened the door for me and he, and, and he, he wouldn't let me pick up the tab. He paid for everything and he read me some poems. He, he actually read from the book of Solomon and oh my God, he is so wonderful. He's so perfect and, and girl, he loved Jesus. He go to church every single week. He may not serve, but he goes to church uh, every single week. He is so perfect. He loves children. He, he's this and that. There's that season of infatuation. And I just want to tell y'all, 
science, research has shown that the season of infatuation, y'all ready for this? The season of infatuation typically lasts between two days and six months. The average is one month. Oh, it got quiet in here. Literally. But we base everything off of that season. Am I right about it? All of the stars line up in that season. And because they line up in that season, this is the person that God has sent me. I want to tell you something. Don't get overzealous in the season of infatuation. Let that marinate a little bit. Wait for several months. If you need to, if, if it seems like it's just too good and by month six, you, you know, and everything is still all the way up there, you, you, this may be the right one. But don't start planning your marriage and your wedding after, after month one because that person looked good, loves God. Yeah, listen, I know a bunch of sinners that love God. I digress. I know a bunch of people that go to church every week, but you would never know by their lifestyle. Okay, I, I, I digress once again. Listen, in this season of infatuation, there are three things you have to limit. Get this. This is, this is so important. In the season of infatuation, three things to limit. Y'all ready? Take notes. This may or may not be in your notes. I think it is. Yeah, it is good. Three things you have to limit. Limit your time. Okay? Because I know you're infatuated. They have great conversation. They look good. They make you laugh. You have a lot of stuff, some interesting things in common. Oh, this is perfect. But you, and you all of a sudden, you want to put your girlfriends or your homeboys to the side and just spend all your time with boo. Don't do it. Limit your time. Limit your time. What worked so beautiful for Erica and I, we didn't see each other every single day. We talked on the phone every single day to check out, but we didn't see each other every day. And I liked that, and she liked that. By, by month six or seven, well, we were kind of seeing each other every day. But early on, no, we limited. You might not be the one. She, I might not be the one. So limit your time. Second thing, limit your talk. Some of y'all, day one, first date, how many kids you want? How many kids you got? Where you want to be married at? What would you name your kids? I would name my That's way too much on first date. That's way too much. Limit your talk. Limit it. Don't start planning the wedding and stuff. I've, I've always dreamed of this wedding. And I know some of us are getting up in age, and so, so the, 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 the clock is ticking. I get that. But limit your talk. Limit it. And I'm going to tell you what you need to be doing when we're dating. I'm, I'm going to break that down just a little bit here. So limit your time. Don't forget your friends, those people you love. Don't stop going to your church and, and your small group and all that stuff because boo want to hang out. Boo going to have to work around what you already got going on. Amen. Second thing, limit your talk. So what if he says, you know, you got a wall up. Listen, Negro, I've only known you a couple weeks. We need, we need to hang out a little bit more. I need, I need to, I, you know, we need to get to know each other some more. I'm not going to open all the way up to you just yet. I don't know you like that. Three, third thing. Very important, probably the most important of all of them. Ready? Limit your touch. Limit your touch. Limit your touch. Okay, I said that, what, three times? I really mean that. Limit your touch. Limit your time, your talk, and your touch. 
We don't need to be all holding hands, and you don't need to have your hand in my back pocket and mine in yours. Do they still do that? Y'all remember back in the day, they used to walk, people used to walk with their hands in each other's back pocket. Y'all don't remember that? They don't do that no more? All right. I, I, we finally outgrew that, man. Thank you. You know, we don't need to be all like that, and we're not courting. If we're dating, and once I explain dating, it'll all make sense, and I'm going to get there in a minute. If we're dating, there should be no touch. This bump, that may be acceptable, but that's about it. Limit your touch. We don't need to, after the first day, not even peck. Not even peck. I know, guys, we all want to do it. I've just paid for a meal. I want to drop you off and at least give a brother a peck. Okay, no peck. Give me a little hug. No, 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 not no granny hug. Give me a hug. No, don't do it, brothers, all right? Don't do it. Sisters, reject it completely, all right? Matter of fact, take two cars to make sure it doesn't happen if necessary. Limit your time. Limit your talk. Limit your touch. Limit the amount of patting, squeezing, caressing, stroking. You know what I mean? Limit it to zero. What you need to be doing during this season is building a spiritual friendship. What you need to be doing during this season is building a spiritual friendship. Here's how you know if you got the right person. When you say that, you know what? I don't want us to do too much. I want us to really work on building a spiritual friendship. If he goes like this, like, huh? Then that may not be the one. If you say, you know what? Why don't, why don't we read the Bible and study, you know, the Bible together? And he kind of frowns at it. Yeah, you might want to question that. I'm serious about that. I'm very serious. Because if you are godly and he is not, I'm telling you, you're on a road to it's where it's not, it may not work out. And we, too often we do this Christian dating where uh, I call it, I call it what they call it, evangelize, evan- dating evangelism or something like that they call it, where you date somebody that you know is not saved, but you think that you can change them. Y'all, y'all have heard of that before. It's, it's, it's common. Oh, he, he not saved or she's not saved, but I, I think that I could change her. Not only God can change that person. They need to already come with the foundational stuff. Amen. Let me move on. In all seasons, I need you to do two things. In all seasons. Now, this is for my married folk and single folk. This is for both of you. This is for both groups. In all seasons, you must pursue intimacy. In all seasons, you must pursue intimacy. Now, single folk, that word intimacy has been used so wrong historically. Intimacy. In to me see. Into me see. In other words, let's spend time together. Let's learn about each other. Let's have conversations, not on day one, day two, day three, but let's eventually work our way up to where we are learning if this, if we want to take this to the next level, which would be courtship. Okay? Courtship is preparation for, for, for marriage. Let's spend time. But the only way you will know if you want to go to that next level is having in intimate time together, time where you can see into me. Husbands, pursue intimacy. Make time for it. No, th- listen, if you have one child, one child, you are busy. If you have one child, you both work, you are busy. You have to literally say, pause, baby, let me have 30 minutes of your time and let's just talk. I don't care what we talk about. Let's talk. 
No, 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 I don't want to talk about the kids. I don't want to talk about your job. I don't want to talk about church. Let's you and I talk. How you been feeling, baby? I, you know, I, I meant to tell you last week, that thing you wore, I, I'm sorry I missed that opportunity to tell you, but we were rushing. But I thought about you the entire day wearing that number that you wore out the door. Have intimate conversation. Intimate. And watch this. Husbands, this is that opportunity to say, you know what? I haven't been myself, but here's why I haven't been myself. I've got some fears. I've got some concerns. I've got some doubts. This is the time where your wife gets to see all up in your business. This is the time where you are transparent and vulnerable. God gave you her for that reason. She's the one that you are able to pour all of your insecurities into. And she's the one that's to, to, to love you through it. And here's what's going on. Enough, not enough of us men are being intimate like that. Because we're macho. Right? I don't, listen, I'm, I'm the head of the household. I don't, if I tell my wife that I have a concern or an insecurity, I don't want her to worry that things going to affect our household. So we keep it to ourselves, and it builds up to a poison. And to the point where your wife begins to make her own assumptions as to why you're being an a-hole. This is the time and the moment for us to be transparent. But we have to pursue it. We have to pursue intimacy. If you are dating uh, and you get together, listen, this is what dating should be like. Let me break this down for you. Here, here's what dating is. You ready? Dating is this. First of all, let me share the scripture, then I'm going to tell you what dating is. You've been waiting for My dove is hiding behind rocks, behind an outcrop on the cliff. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is pleasant and your face is lovely. Let me see all of your most intimate things. I want to experience you intimately like never before is what, is what, she, is what he's saying about this woman. Here's, here's what dating is. Dating is an event for two mature people. It's for the purpose of observation and edification. Observation and edification. Edification is building up. And what am I building up? I'm building up trust to let more of me, of my wall, come down so that we can really be intimate. Dating is an event between two, this is the most important part, mature people. Can't be just you mature and that person needs to catch up. No. Two mature people for the purpose of observation, meaning I'm observing your behaviors, your behaviors. I'm seeing if I can see the godly character and, 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 and the other things I need. I'm seeing if you are right for me so that I can begin to let myself down so that I can be edified and built up, build this trust up so that we can be vulnerable and transparent with each other. That's what it is. There is no, in dating, watch this, there should be no expectations. There should be none. Brothers, because you paid the tab, which you should do anyway, don't expect nothing in the end. Because uh, he, 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 he felt, because the brother did that, sisters don't feel obligated that you've got to do something. Because here's the other thing. There are no expectations, but there certainly shouldn't be any escalation when you're dating. There's no, listen, I bought steak for you, so that means we're going to do the do. And if you're on a budget, listen, I let you put cheese on it. You know what that means. Nuh-uh. 
And no escalation. <laughs> no escalation. That's what dating is for. Listen. Intimacy, conversations. Y'all remember when you were dating early on? I don't know if it was just me, but I'm certainly, this happened to you all. Where you had intimate conversations, like y'all talk for hours. I remember Erica and I used to literally speak for hours just about, oh, we were just so interested in everything about each other. What did you wear today? And, 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 and how was your business? I, mean, I was interested in knowing every person she met with, and she was interested in knowing every person I met with. We talked for hours, and we would talk so long, we'd be laying in the bed, and it would be like, you hang up first. No, 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 you hang up first. Okay, okay on three. One, two, three. Oh, I knew you were going to hang up. I knew you were going to hang up. All right, all right, for real, for real. Just, just, you hang up for It was that back and forth, right? But something crazy happens when you get married that that doesn't happen anymore. It, it doesn't happen. Like, literally, if I call my wife, hey, baby, hey, I'm on my way home. All right, all right, bye. And we, we stop doing that. And, or, or we come home from work, guys. Come on, y'all know. We come home from work and your wife, is, she beat you and she got home before you. She's like, oh, the kids did this, this happened. And you're like, huh? Let me tell you why that happens. Because there's something that happens with men and women after marriage where women still love details. Men, we're like, like let me tell you, Twitter was, in, was created by four men for a purpose because that's how we communicate. We communicate like text, 140 characters or less. Give me the highlights. I don't want to know about every detail the kids did. Just say, the, the kids were crazy, I'm going to kill them, and we'll talk later. All right, baby, cool. <laughs> Give me the cliff note version. Women want 140-page detailed conversations. And guys, for some reason, we can't do it. You know why? Because we've been, we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. So when I come home, the last thing I want to hear is that there's an additional concern in the household because I just came from a place where I was trying to provide for the household. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to be engaged, but give me, a, give me a moment. Let's come in. Tell me in Cliff Notes version, 140 characters or less, <laughs> what happened, and then let's set a time to get back to it and figure out how we can resolve it. And it's gotten to the point, literally, where, where I come home and, uh, you know, I might walk in the house and like, hey, you know, hey, baby. And, you know, the kids, they're always, daddy, daddy. So we got the daddy's moment. They're always the first one to greet me. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all need to go to your daddy because here's why. And then I give Erica a look like, just give me five. Because I've got to decompress the world that I've been in. Because if I just come in the house and I was angry. Everything you tell me, I'm going to put on them and you, and that's not fair to y'all. So I'm not saying it's because I'm being selfish. I'm saying it's because I love you. Give me five. And we do that. And she'll come back and say, you ready? Yeah, let's talk. And this way, now I can, can sit there and be a good husband and father and say, you know what? Maybe you tripped about that too much. That wasn't a big deal. Or, you know what? I'm going to wake him up out of sleep. You, he did what? <laughs> you know? But I get to decompress and figure out, is it worth me getting that deep involved in it? Amen? That's really good. That's good. I hope y'all took notes on that. that I hope y'all took notes on that. That's really good. Here's the other thing I want to tell you about intimacy. Do not mistake being close by with being close to. Don't mistake being close by with being close to. Just because you live together, 
You share the same bed. You share the same bills. Some of y'all share the same toothbrush every now and again. That does not mean that you are close to your spouse. Very serious. The worst thing, people will say, oh, it's terrible in this world being single. And I say, no, the worst thing in the world is being alone in a marriage. There's no worse feeling. I don't know it personally, but I can imagine what that's like to feel alone in a marriage. And the only way you overcome that is this intimate time where it's not enough for us to be close by. It's not enough that we live together. Let's schedule time. I'm just going to be transparent. Tuesday morning is my wife and I time. Nobody interrupts it. We'll talk about light. We'll talk for our, it's, a, it's technically our business meeting. We talk church business. It's scheduled time to talk church business. But then afterward, we'll, we'll talk other stuff. We may have lunch. We may do something, but it's our time, even if it's 20 or 30 minutes, for us to just decompress and talk about Broderick and Erica. It's scheduled time. I don't want to miss it. She won't miss it. Nobody can interrupt it. And that's so important because you're letting your spouse know you are way more important to me than anything else, including the kids. You are the most important thing right now. So let's schedule this time to talk. Amen. So understand that. Do not mistake being close by as being close to. Let me tell you something. God set the standard in the very first book he wrote, Genesis 2, 24. Watch this. The Bible says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united in one. This phrase right there, joined to, the Hebrew word for that is dubek. The Hebrew word for join to, you've heard it before as cleave to, is a word called duvek. And the very literal translation of the word duvek is pursue closely. In other words, the man leaves his mother and father to pursue closely to his wife. That means you are constantly pursuing her for intimacy, intimate conversations, constantly wooing her, constantly pursuing her. This is after I say I do. This is year five, year 25, year 55. It's a constant pursuit. You have to constantly pursue. This is why a man leaves his mother and leaves his father to pursue his wife. Pursue closely. That word duvek really means to pursue closely. Here's the second thing you ought to do in all seasons. Protect your purity. Protect your purity Single folk, hold on to it. Don't, don't, don't let your guard down too quick. Now, I just want to say this. I haven't always been a saint. I still ain't a saint. <laughs> I get it. Things get heated. Things get hot. Things get, I'm going to tell you some things to do to prevent the hotness, okay? But don't do it. If you can resist it, single folk, don't, don't go that extra step. What, what, here's the thing. When you do that, what do they have to look forward to? What, you just going to be freaky now? I mean, excuse my language. Honestly, what do they get to look forward to? Nothing. They've already got it. Now everything else is experimental. That's not what marriage is built upon. Hold on to your purity. Married folks, do not introduce pornography into your marriage. Do not invite people to watch or participate in your acts in your marriage. Keep your marriage pure. We, we're in a world now where, where, where we're experiencing, we're experimenting with all type of things. And, 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 and I get it because the cause is, well, I want to keep the fire in my marriage. 
Well, then do something different between the two of you. You know, do something crazy. Dress up, role play. You know, we, we'll talk about that on next week. But, you know, don't invite anyone or anything that is foreign to your marriage. You are setting yourself up for disaster. Amen? Protect your purity. Song of Solomon 2.15 says this. Catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard. Do y'all remember last week when we talked about the vineyard? The vineyard was what? Her body. Last week when we talked about how her body was not beautiful and it was all dark and, and stained because she'd been working in the sun and she hadn't taken care of her what? She said, I hadn't taken care of my vineyard. And she's saying right now, protect my body from anything that would destroy it. Foxes used to go into the vineyard and eat the blossom, eat the stuff before it was even blossomed well. And so she's saying, protect my vineyard, our vineyard, our marriage from foxes, anything that is not holy, anything that's not pure, keep it out of our midst. And I'm saying the same thing to you all. Let's make sure that we protect what is pure, what is wonderful. Regardless of your past, honor God now. Regardless of if you used to be freaky and do stuff like that. Okay, that's in the past. Honor God now. Regardless if you were single and you had premarital sex, start now. Listen, I'm not going to do that no more. That's, that's it. You know, you got it. That's cool. You know, if we're going to work out, you're going to have to wait for as long as until we say I do. It's not, uh, uh, I'm not trying to give you an ultimatum, but we, you got to wait now. All right? Forget about the past. Four easy steps I'm going to give you to avoid, to, 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 uh, for ways to protect your purity. Y'all ready for this? Uh, four steps to them. I'm going to give you a bonus. This is really good. Here are your four steps. Number one, set your standards up front. Listen, you're cute. We had a good time. It ain't going down. Men, same thing. Baby, listen, I, I, I don't get down. I'm really, right now, I'm, 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 I'm really celibate, and I don't want to do that. I want to honor God. Men, I just want to tell you, for most women, godly women, that's a major turn on, okay? But if she frowns on you, then you need to run, all right? Set your standards up front. Second thing, four feet on the floor. What does that mean? Four feet on the floor. If y'all are sitting somewhere, y'all at the movie theater, and all of a sudden she decides she wants to put her legs up on your legs, and you may notice that she done shaved her legs, and her legs are glistening because she done put oil on them, and y'all know your mind starts going, keep all feet on the floor at all times. Or the brother might decide if y'all are at a park somewhere or in their apartment that you want to lay across her lap. Now, your feet are off the floor. Next thing you know, you are close to a very intimate and personal part of her body, and, 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 and pheromones and all of this stuff maybe not pheromones, but what is, is, is it pheromones for women? Huh? Yeah, okay, that may be coming off, and you, you, you feel that, and you, you get what I'm saying? You feel the heat. Don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Keep four feet on the floor. That's all you need to know today. Third thing, keep everything buttoned, latched, zipped, strapped, connected. In other words, I don't want to hear, oh, it's hot, and ooh, you don't mind if I take my shirt off, and all of a sudden you're showing her your muscles. Or she gets hot and undoes one blouse and you see the line there in the middle you get what i'm saying keep everything fastened don't talk about oh i ate too much and you unfasten your pants and you get what i'm saying don't do it they done got quiet in here y'all must have been un- undoing some clothes or something fourth thing and i'm gonna wrap it up here fourth thing keep your 
tongue in your own mouth. I just got to say that. After a hot day, oh, we had so much fun. You got all this emotion built up. and You're not going to hold on to your purity. It's not going to work that way. All right? Keep your own tongue in your... It was really good for me to be pure as long as I didn't kiss my wife. The one time I kissed her, I had very impure thoughts, and it scared me. That's why we broke up. Dead serious. No lie. That's the truth, so help me God. Kissed her. was like, oh, I'm going to go all the way with this sister. Uh Uh-uh. We got to break it off. But I came back. That's why she's my wife now almost 12 years later. Here's the bonus. Y'all want the bonus? You know how makes... You know what makes all of this easy when you're dating? Watch this. Watch this. This is the bonus. Watch this. Song of Solomon 1, 16 through 17 says this. You are so handsome, my love, pleasing beyond words. Watch this. Here it is. Here's the bonus. You ready? The soft grass is our bed. The fragrant cedar branches are the beams of our house, and pleasant-smelling firs are the rafters. Y'all know what she's saying? We are dating outside. We outside in a park. Listen, Nothing's going down in public. What I want to tell you is, if you want to keep your purity, date outside your house. Don't let them fool you talking about, let's make it a blockbuster night or Netflix night or Redbox night or whatever night. No, let's do that outside. We can watch movies at the movie theater. As a matter of fact, the movies you were going to rent, we can see at the dollar show or something like that now. Don't have any excuses to date in your house. The minute you open your door, you're sitting on the couch, you're watching a movie, you're having fun, you're laughing, it just leaves too much space for things to happen that you don't want to happen. You want to keep your purity? You want to protect your purity? Do those four things plus the bonus. And I guarantee you can keep your purity until marriage. Amen? Amen. 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 Lord have mercy. I didn't mean to... Y'all had plans or something. Y'all done got quiet on me. All right, change your plans. Let us pray. God, thank you so much for everybody here today. God, let us remain pure in all of our thoughts, all of our doing, all of our actions, God. God, our ultimate goal is not to beat anybody down, beat anybody up, but God is to really have godly relationships that honor you, have godly marriages that honor you. God, is we, we understand that on the other side of being patient, upon the other side of this wall of just resisting all that the world says is okay to do, that there is something far more beautiful that you can't pay for, and that is honoring you. So, God, I pray for every single married couple here, every single single person here, bless their house today in the name of Jesus. Let them remain pure in thought and in heart. God bless them abundantly in all that they need. And if there's anybody here this morning under the sound of my voice who may not have an authentic relationship with you, God, I pray that today you restore it. Restore it. Make it new. God, you said in your word that, that we are new creatures. We are new creatures. And God, we thank you so much for your grace, which allows us to be new creatures. So God bless us today. And each day, we ask these things and more. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.